We find ourselves on this season of Advent, this Sunday of Advent, the third Sunday, celebrating joy. But yet we find ourselves talking about the same person we talked about when we were celebrating peace. If you'll turn with me to the Gospel of John, the first chapter, I'll be reading from the 6th through the ninth verse and then the 19th through the 28th verse. I want you to hear these words. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He only came as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Now, this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Christ. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah, the prophet. I am the voice of the one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now, some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied. But among you stands one you don't know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ever equipping God as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest in our hearts. That we might bear fruit for you here on earth. May I be bold and courageous in speaking what you've given me to speak. And may we, as your people, have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Have you ever been asked who you are? Now, in my business, and I'm sure it's in some of your other businesses, it's important that you sit before peers and colleagues, and you have to bear witness to who God is in your life. I remember, if you don't know my journey, I stepped out of the secular world at the age of 33 and into ministry at the age of 33. Having been called at 18, denied the call until I was 33. And then at 33, I found myself going into the ministry and I found myself at a table with 12 people. Their job was 
to cross-examine me to know that I was called into the purpose I was called into. Their job was not only to lift me up and support me, but to make sure that I was a valid candidate for ministry. To make sure that I understand who I am and who it is God is calling me to be. Do you know that every minister in our denomination has to do that? And if you become ordained, there's two ways in for bivocational, it's, it's commissioned now, and the other is ordained. And if you're ordained, you go through four of those interviews. And they're with more people and much more intense, and I've been through those also, and they include the regional staff. It's an intense time. And you're under the pressure and you're sweating and they pray for you before you go in. Why do they pray for you before they go? you go in? If it's going to be so graceful and wonderful, why do they pray for you before you go in? And you have to figure out how to answer their many questions. And some of our educational, you have to tell the history of the church and you have to tell how our foundation started and blah, blah, blah. But then you have to answer this question. Who do you say that Jesus is? Right? The question today with John is, who are you? John, they're not asking John, who do you say that Jesus is? What they're asking is, they're asking John who, the, who he is. The committee's asking us, minister candidates, the same thing. Who are you? Who are you in Christ? But they asked John in the text, some Jews in Jerusalem, they sent the Pharisees to say, who are you? Are you the Christ? Who are you? What's your identity? How would you define who you are? If someone came to you today and said, who are you? What's your first words out of your mouth? Who are you? Are you the Christ? John knew he was not the Christ, right? He said, no. Are you Elijah? No. Are you the prophet? No. John knew exactly who John was. And John, the writer of the gospel, as he talks about John, who we call John the Baptist, but John, John the gospel writer, doesn't say that because he says John is there for one reason. John recognizes who he is and knows who he is. He is not the Christ. He is not a prophet. He uses the words of Isaiah. He says, I am one calling out into the desert. I am preparing the way of the Lord. John knows who he is. Do you know who you are? Honestly, do you know who you are? Not in your eyes, but in the eyes of God. Because what you are in your eyes doesn't really matter. Because what you need to believe is what, who you are in the eyes of God. Because you are God's chosen child. When God knit you in your mother's womb, God said, I choose this day to create you. Think about that. You are God's chosen one. God's chosen one. And what is your purpose in life? What is your purpose? I have asked that question at least three times now. What's your purpose? If you're going into ministry, what is your purpose? And basically, we answer the same way John did. We are ones calling out in the desert. 
but we're introducing people to Jesus Christ. Because if you don't believe the world's a desert, just go walk away from the religious side of the world. Go, go venture out there in the dark side of the world. Go walk into all the temptations that you get. Give in to every temptation in your life. And you'll find that there are voids of darkness in this world. Large voids of darkness. But you were created by God. Your identity by God. Not by what you say, but by what God says to be a vessel of light. God created you for one purpose. Just like when you turn the light switches on and light comes into the room. God created you to go into the world and to shine the light. To be a voice calling out in the desert about Jesus. It's why we're here, right? It's the season of, of the child. It's the, it's the season to, to celebrate the goodness in 2020 to celebrate the goodness. How many times do you put 2020 and goodness in the same sentence? Right? I've seen so many memes and things about 2020 and the wreck that it's been so far. Most of us, it's hard to utter Jesus except we utter it from like when we're frustrated, right? Instead of giving praise and frustration, we say the Lord's name when we shouldn't. Because 2020 has been a wreck of a year. At least according to our vision. But according to God's vision, can you think of the number of times that God has worked through the craziness of 2020? If we went back and saw how many times the light has been shined, if we could just have that global view and know the number of times that people have shined the light in spite of the situation they're in? Who are you? John was under the fire. Who are you? I am, the one, I am a child of God, and I'm calling out in the desert, and I'm preparing the people to prepare the way of the Lord. Now is the time. This is the Advent season. Christ is coming again to us. But we are the people of God chosen in our mother's womb to be a child of God, knit together for a specific purpose, to walk among, among a specific per people and to shine the light in the darkness. You are where you are in your life to shine the light. Period. Nothing else matters. For me, it's the institutionalized church. For other people, it's a child care facility. For other people, it's a law office, a real estate office, a doctor's office. Wherever you are, God's called you, the schools, God's called you to shine the light in your place. At your home, at your work, identify who you are first. I am John, a child of God, calling out in the desert. What's your identity? Who are you? And then he begins to give witness. John, the gospel writer, gives witness to John, the one who prepares the way. John's witness is about the witness of John. Do you get it? It's one person telling about the witness of another person. Why? For the glory of God. So that the world might know who Jesus is. Why do you think we tell stories? Why do you think we try to relate it on a personal term? John, the gospel writer, is doing the same thing with John. We call the Baptist the witness. 
He's telling a story about a man who was proclaiming that the Christ is coming so that we, the people who hear the word, will know that Christ is coming. What's your witness in your life? Where are you shining the light? Have, are any of you spelunkers? Do you all know what a spelunker is? A spelunker is a person who goes into a cave and explores the cave. And there's even underwater spelunkers. Do you know that? Do you know the most important tool a spelunker carries? It's not a shovel. It's not a pickaxe. It's a lot. The most important thing a spelunker carries is his light. Because when he gets out of that cave, he has to know what he's seen. She has to know what she's seen so that she can bear witness. Right? We walk in the darkness every day. I love the world. I do. I love being about it. I love engaging the people I miss. If there's anything I miss in 2020, it's engaging people. It's engaging people because every time you engage people, it's like going into a dark cave. And some caves have light already shining in them. And some caves are as dark as they can be. Where John was walking, it was dark. It was dark. And he had the opportunity to turn his light on and to walk into that cave and start shining the light, to start showing the way. And he did it. You'll notice how Mark described him last week. He was dressed in furs, a wild man, right? He was kind of, they, they depicted him as a wild man out in the desert and he ate locusts and honey and bees and, and dressed in animal skins and, because Mark needed him to be a character. John needs him to be a witness. John needs him to be a witness so that we understand that our role that fits our identity of child of God, if we're child of God, then we are shiner of the light. And our witness is about what we've seen. What we've seen God do. Where we've seen God shine the light in our lives. Here's the thing about God. Let me ask this question first. Any of you ever broken Ever have a broken life? Rough marriage, faced death, lost a job, been persecuted for things you didn't say, all those kind of things. People gossip about you, all those kind of things. Any of you ever been through that? Or am I alone? And your prayer was probably that God would remove you from that. Right? I mean, my darkest times in my life, I've cried out to God, God, just get me out of here. Let it stop. And God didn't. But God persevered with me. Right? God walked through that cave with me. God let me walk through that darkness. So one reason. That we can give witness. I can now tell you a story from broken to whole. I can tell you a story from broken to whole to broken to whole to broken to whole. Right? Because that's what happens when we're in humanity. Is we make a bad decision, we go down a bad road, we turn off our light, we forget to shine the light. Next thing you know, God prompts us, we shine the light back on, we're healed again, and we move to the next lesson we have to learn in life. But God is always faithful, always faithful, so that we can bear witness. John's witness was, I'm not the Christ. I'm not Elijah. I'm not the prophet. I baptize 
by water, but there is one coming. There is one who stands among you. Did you hear that in the scripture? He said, there is one who is standing among you right now and you don't even know him. And John's giving witness. What is your witness? When you're walking through those caves in life, what is your witness? Is your light on? Or have you turned it off and you've drawn yourself in and you're saying, God, why am I going through this? John never once said that. He said, Lord, I accept what it is you've called me to do. I'm going out into the people who don't believe. And I'm going to proclaim who you are. I'm going to bear witness to who you are. Barry, who do you say that Jesus is? I'm sitting at a table with 15 people who have their doctorates. I don't even, I have a bachelor's in biology. I haven't even begun my master's work. Barry, who do you say that Jesus is? You want to talk about intimidation? They know all the theological people who write and all those scholars and all those things that people, they have so many definitions of the Christ, I can't even grab any of them. But the only thing I could speak to in that moment was the time when God offered God's hand to me and said, how happy are you? And I was dying inside. And God redeemed me again. And the light came back on. And I was able to tell them about a Christ who restores life and a Christ who brings people back from the darkness and a Christ who goes before us wherever we're going and prepares the way for us. You see, that's what being a, a witness is. You know who you are. You are a child of God. You have been redeemed. In Isaiah 43, 1, it says, The Lord God says unto you, I have redeemed you, and I have claimed you, and I have called you by name. You are mine. That's where we should live from. That's where we find our joy. You get up every day and you walk into the world, whatever that day faces, and you say, God, I am yours. And I am so overjoyed, no matter what this day is, I will turn my light on. I will walk into those caves. I will go into that desert. I will speak on the streets. Wherever you call me in my business, whatever child I face, whatever grown up I face, whatever situation I'm in, God, I'm going to rejoice in you and I'm going to say you are good. And I'm going to let other people know what my witness is and how you redeemed my life. Because if you can redeem my life, you can redeem their life. And God wants nothing more than for us to be joined as brothers and sisters in Christ. This holiday season to have hope in the great calling, to have peace in our hearts because God is a part of us. And to live in joy. Joy, whatever God does, we're to live in joy. Whatever life deals us, we're to live in joy. 2020, the year of joy. That'd make the headlines, wouldn't it? Preacher in Paris says 2020 is the year of joy. I'd go right up there with, I am not a crook, right? But let me tell you about somebody I came across this week. She's about five foot two, dark headed, wears a cowboy hat and is a professional cowgirl. She's a three time world champion barrel racer. And 2020 has not been her year. It started out her marriage fell apart. A young marriage of two years fell apart. Separated, now divorced. 
pandemic hits, rodeos are called off, she can't make a living. Nothing. Your 2020 start out like that. She's walking through the darkness. She's walking through what she says and describes as the darkest times of her life. Last night, she won her third world championship. She won the average at the national final. She also won the top hand award. And she won award after award. And I can promise her her horse is going to be named horse of the year. And she said this when she was asked who she was. She did not say, I am a three-time world champion. She did not say, I have the best horse in the country. She said, I want to give praise to my God. Because this was one of the darkest years and roughest years of my life. But I believe in a God who can turn graves into gardens. And I believe in a God who can bring beauty out of ashes. And I believe in a God who is the God of the mountain is also a God of the valley. And that's who I am. And that's who I give thanks to for all that has been accomplished this year. Do you hear that witness? She said, I am his because he created me. And I believe with joy in my heart and tears running down my face. That God has done a good work. And hear my witness. He brought me from what I thought was death to joyous life. Folks, we may not be John from the wilderness. We not, may not be Haley Kinzel, who's a three-time world champion barrel racer. But we are God's chosen child. And we do have an identity that nobody and nothing in this world can shake. And God has called us to bear that witness unto the world for one reason. The proclamation of Christ so that all the world will know. For it is he who stands among you. And I am not worthy to tie the laces of his sandal, but he has made me whole. This day, know who you are, claim who you are, and give witness wherever you are. Amen and amen.
scared about the most? That they'd know what I'd done in my broken.